Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Very good Saturday morning to you. It is Drive Time Radio on New York City here in the city of Seattle. Uh, coming to you live from the studios of Esperance Media and uh, just above Seattle up in Edmonds, Washington. And we welcome you to another edition of Drive Time Radio, our Saturday morning soiree de la automobile, as they would say in France, or uh, automotive soiree as it would be. Uh, we get a chance to spend an hour together every Saturday morning at this time talking about cars and life and whatever else comes in the purvey of uh, the automotive world. And it's something that I uh, so enjoy doing, uh, meeting up with you and uh, on the radio and talking. I also like meeting up with you on person. We actually almost came very close, very close this morning uh, to making that happen. Uh, at uh, in person, going out to uh, to see our friends at the Shoreline uh, Cars and Coffee, and unfortunately, we had some technical problems, as we seem to be for some reason experiencing this morning on both ends, and couldn't make it happen. So we will be out there, um, you know, if, if weather permits next week. I don't know how long they're going to go. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a hearty bunch uh, there. And if you're uh, cruising around and you want to take a look at some groovy cars, uh, the Shoreline uh, Cars and Coffee right there, um, uh, it, just off of Aurora on 100, I think it's 100, I'm forgetting it now, but it's where that large, uh, the Sears used to be up there, that large shopping center, uh, the Sears, and there's uh, that, that great market. There's the only place I can find these brand muffins that I love. Uh, I look all over the place, but uh, this market, for some reason, uh, seems to have uh, exactly what I need when it comes to brand muffins. <laughs> and you know, at this age, you don't want to mess with your brand muffins, pal. You could you come up with a lot of trouble. Uh, excuse me. Thank you. But. We will be out there. As a matter of fact, after this is over, I'm going to go out and at least take a look at the cars. Not that I'm not that they can't hold the thing without me being there. I mean, my ego in that big yet, but uh, you know, I, I love and and this is something that we had planned for the show before COVID, and once COVID hit, it really um, put a, a a little cramp in our style of wanting to do this. But I would love to do this show every weekend. Uh, from a different place, uh, you know, because I really thrive on getting out and meeting car people. And well, I mean, I thrive on meeting everybody, but, uh, you know, to go out to different uh, uh, venues that support uh, automotive uh, lifestyle, camping lifestyle, uh, uh, and, and meet and greet people and talk to you about the trends and the things that are going on. And, and what, what makes you happy? What you put in your garage that makes you happy? That's, you know, that's why I do the show. I mean, I don't make uh, money doing the show or anything like that. I, I, you know, I mean, it's not like it's a, a, a you know, a world enterprise. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not getting rich doing this. Uh, I do it because I love the connection with people and the radio I found out a long time ago affords me as with music and with sports and with talking to people, an opportunity to uh, to talk with a lot of people that I might normally never, ever get to talk to. So, so anyway, we will be out at Cars and Coffee in Shoreline. We will uh, hopefully, as I say, in the coming year, uh, one of my goals is to step up our presence out, um, out in the community, out there where we can, uh, we can meet and greet you. And who knows, maybe I can even help you gap the plugs on your, uh, on your Chevy or your Mustang or whatever you're, uh, whatever you're driving or your electric. <laughs> we certainly don't want to miss gapping the plugs on the electric. You know, that's going to be the joke now is they're going to send people out for spark plugs for electric cars. Yeah, the 
the pranksters never um, never cease. Anyway, hope you had a good week and uh, that uh, it, it was kind of a, an, an action-packed week in the automotive world. Uh, I'll give you the, the bad news first, I guess, is that we are coming up now on another shortage. We have... Well, we have shortage of, of mechanics. We have shortage of truck drivers to get the cars to the dealerships. We have a shortage of chips, so you can't get the cars to the dealerships. Now you have a shortage, uh, a looming worldwide shortage of magnesium, which is used heavily in the manufacture of cars, manufacturing of cars. And this commodity is getting harder and harder to find. Now, there's a couple of different theories on why this is happening. Uh, I saw one note on CNBC uh, that said that uh, China controlled uh, a, a whole lot of the, uh, the manufacturing of this element, uh, the, you know, the, 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 and their control of it right now because they are ramping up as a, uh, a society that... Uh, is uh, more and more dependent on computers and so on and so forth. Now they're, uh, you know, they're saying, well, we're not going to export it anymore. We're going to keep it for ourselves. But is that, uh, you know, what does that sound familiar? Anyway, so again, this is something that now on top of everything else could affect car owners, car prices. Uh, prices still not coming down. Uh, vehicles being sold if you look online and you follow these kinds of things for you know ten thousand dollars over sticker price it's crazy uh, it's, it's nuts in my book but that is what is uh, that's what's transpiring that's what the market will do we live in a free market society so you um this is where you pay the price this is, this is where they get even for all of the times the car dealers that you walked into a showroom or you had somebody walk into a showroom and say, well, how much off a sticker price am I going to get on this car? Well, now with very few exceptions, you're not getting anything off. You're not getting, uh, you know, you just, it's, it's, as I've told you now for six months, seven months, this really is not the time to buy a car. If you have a car that works, that runs, that um, is operational, and you know it's a, you can find it in your vanity to keep hang on to that car. You don't need a new car. This is the time to do that. These prices will come down, but I'm hearing uh, from some of the people that I follow on uh, you know reliable sources. I like to call them. Uh, because I don't follow the crazy people. I try to follow the people that I know and I've talked to at events. Um, I try to, you know, bring the best minds, uh, I, I don't know, call the best minds for the information that I give you. And um, most all of these people are saying 2023 before these prices are going to drop. So, Get ready, you know, get Betsy an oil change, maybe a new pair of tires, set of tires, or, uh, you know, whatever you need to do to keep that car in running shape uh, for another year. Because it's not going to be too advantageous to buy a new car in um, over the next, uh, I don't know, 14, 15 months. Hopefully. And, and, and as I've said before, the, the greatest thing about this, though, is that hopefully we're going to get out of these commercial we're not going to have these commercials where the lexus is parked out in front of the, the neighbor's house and uh, you know it's christmas morning and the only thing they can think about is getting out there to look at that lexus and the wife look, you know looks at the husband with those you know backseat eyes you know and she is like oh man you know honey you got me this lexus let's uh, life is going to be beautiful and um it, 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 you know, it's if we're spared those commercials, and it's not just Alexis, it's all of these Christmas commercials that tie into happiness of Christmas with a new car. Um, 
As a matter of fact, it's going to be a real interesting Christmas this year because uh, along the lines of shortages, they don't have enough drivers to get the stuff off of ships and out the stores. So if you are a truck driver um, right now, I think uh, you're in a catbird seat because uh, the money that they are paying to truck drivers right now, uh, commercial CDL drivers, it's phenomenal for you to, you know, you go out there, you can probably write your own ticket as far as how much you want to earn. And then you can get that job. Uh, let's say maybe uh, you, you get a job here in Seattle and you're driving a truck and they tell you to take it up to Vancouver and you get all the clearances and everything like that. You have your, your COVID test, your passport, you've uh, looked at the little app on your phone and punched everything in and, you're good to go to drop your load off in um, up in Vancouver. And so you have your big cup of Starbucks coffee as you're leaving the port. You're heading north and you get up to about Marysville. Going up the I-5 there. And all of a sudden, you know, the feeling comes upon you. Up, you know. <laughs> All right, well, I noticed a rest stop up here just past Marysville. I'll stop there and take care of business, get back in my truck and keep going. Well, you can't do that. Because, uh, well, you know, now, okay, so you say, you, you know, you start to shake a little bit. You say, okay, I'm, you know, I'll hold it in. There's another rest stop another few miles up the road here and I'll, I'll go there. And you get up a few more miles up there. What is it up by uh, well, it's, uh, Burlington, I believe it is. And there's another rest stop there. You get there and there's barricades on the rest stop there. And you can't, once again, now you're jumping up and down in your seat. And it's getting dangerous because you got to go. The truck is like now weaving. People are like staying away from you because they think there's a drunk driver on the road or something like that. And finally, boom, you pull over, run into the weeds. Why? Because the Washington State Department of Transportation has decided that there's a shortage of people to maintain bathrooms, which I actually think is kind of a little bit of a, um, a phony excuse. I think that the conditions in those rest stops with people living there and people uh, park in their trailer, uh, their cars there, uh, sleeping in them uh, for days on end for making them almost like permanent residences in those things and throw, throwing stuff out of the car. And, and, and it, you, you know, just got to the point where they can't, uh, they can't handle it anymore. They don't have enough people. And so now all of these rest stops between uh, Seattle and Vancouver, I think there's five of them in total, are all closed. And, you know, you say, Vinny, you know, what are you making a big deal out of a rest stop for? You know, uh, you there's millions of gas stations you can pull off, uh, you know, and, and, and go into a gas station. There's a great pilot there up by uh, Arlington that you can pull off and pull in and you can use their bathroom. Jeez, you can even take a shower there if you want to. And, and, and yeah, that, that's true, but it, it really seems to me as a member of the motoring public that, that they've won on this one, that it's, it, it's said, aside from the safety factor, aside from the factor of uh, that you're, you're driving, you need to stop, you need to close your eyes for a couple of minutes, although... For, for a few months now, I've stopped closing my eyes in some of these rest stops uh, because it's just a little scary looking. There's graffiti all over the place. There's uh, cars with, you know, with, with, with food stuff thrown out the window and everything like that. Listen, I'm all for helping homeless people. I'm all for helping and giving a handout uh, to anybody who needs one. But at some point, you have to figure out how you can do that without letting it affect 
the rest of the people. And in this case now, for the holidays, uh, you know, for older people, it's not just truck drivers. There are how many people are there now? It's, it's, it hasn't been done for a while, but how many older people are there to drive up through BC to get their prescriptions? How many older people uh, are on the road going up to see family? And, and, and now, and you know, an older person, I think, is less likely to go to a McDonald's or something like that and, and use a bathroom. Uh, you know, they, that, that's what the rest stops are put up there for. Now, long ago, I advocated many, many years ago. I said, you know, what ought to happen here is the state, like they do in many states back east, state of Washington ought to get out of the rest stop business. It ought to turn those rest stops over to a private corporation that will maintain them, put some kind of snack bar or something in there, and um, turn revenue over to the state. State's always screaming, we need revenue for this, we need revenue for that. Well, what's wrong with, um, I don't know, get Starbucks or, you know, another coffee, you know, Cafe Ladro. Actually, I'd love to see it go to a smaller, um, a smaller coffee company uh, to take over all of these, uh, these rest stops, maintain them and sell, uh, you know, roadside. It doesn't have to be a restaurant like the ones back East uh, or gasoline or anything like that. Just sell, um, coffee and uh, you know some pastries or something that people can take with them on the go real quick i just think that the, the state is not only missing an opportunity here uh but also now putting people in danger it's not the state that's putting them in danger the state just you know there's only so much they can do uh they're constricted by the politicians and whatever else but i think it's just stupid and it's sad that we have paid tax money to have these uh, facilities maintained and built and upgraded and so many other things uh, uh, that these rest stops mean for people. And at the busiest time of the year on the road, you take them away from people. It's not fair and it's not right. And I think I just gave the state a solution here on top of it is that a law should be passed that those, uh, those rest stops should be run by a private corporation, maintained by a private corporation, take the state out of the equation. The only thing the state should do is collect a franchise fee, collect some kind of fee uh, from these companies at the end of the year. It's a very simple, very simple thing to do. I don't know what legislation has to happen to make it happen, but it's time for uh, a change here. And when you have a situation like that, I think you'll have less people that'll, you know, that they'll have uh, security guards and they'll have people that are, you know, that are invested in patrolling those rest areas uh, for parking violators. I mean, a state patrol has their hands full. How do you expect them to go, uh, you know, go chalk people's tires and figure out how long they've been parked and rest stop? So that's my rant for this morning. That's my rage. I don't think I'm ra raged about it, but I am actually because this is something that affects people at a basic services level. And those are the things that should be taken care of. The government, uh, this is something the government should be taken care of. If a million things that they're not, this is one that they should be and should make uh, life easier and safer. I mean, the reason they put those rest stops in there to begin with was for safety so people could pull over, close their eyes for a couple of minutes, get out of the car, stretch and relax, not on the side of the road, not on an exit ramp, but in a safe place where they felt like they could be, uh, they could get out, stretch a little bit, maybe grab a Coke out of the vending machine, take a whiz and keep on going. And if you can't provide that, 
we're all in trouble. All right, take a quick break here. Come back. We got uh, Yo Vinny with Nathan is coming up. I also want to find out what's going on with Nathan's car. Um, he's had a uh, uh, an experience here with it that we're going to delve into as well. And uh, coming up, we will uh, take a look at uh, uh, what will we take a look at? Oh, our cartoon of the week. Excuse me, folks. I, I don't remember things as I used to. <laughs> it's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Vinny. This overheated radiator shouldn't have happened. Or this street windshield in the rain. Or this dead battery here. Shouldn't somebody check those things for you every time? Your Texaco dealer does. That's his promise. Your Texaco dealer not only promises to check the things everyone ought to, he'll double-check, too. He'll check your battery. Double-check the battery cables. Check your oil. Double-check the fan belt. Check your radiator. Double-check the radiator cap. Clean your windshield. And double-check the wiper blades. What's more, your Texaco dealer's service and courtesy includes a smile and a thank you. That's his promise. You can trust your car to the man who wears the star. The big, bright Texaco star. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Back with you here on Drive Time Radio. New York City sitting in with you on a Saturday morning. As we... uh, as we kind of cruise through what is a, a gray, uh, gray morning to say the least rain, if it's not in your area is coming The bombo Genesis is upon us. And I'm trying to think now, see bombo Genesis. So there was Phil Collins. It was Mike Rutherford. And I believe there was uh, Nathan Miller was in that band as well. W- weren't you in that band, Nathan? I vaguely remember that. Yeah, Bombo Genesis. So they were, uh, when, you know, when Genesis, uh, after their first few records, they needed to uh, to change uh, the name of the groups that I went with Bombo Genesis. Not many people know that, Nathan. Matter of fact, we may be the only two. Sounds about right. <laughs> Hi, Nathan. How are you? you? You awake? I'm just thinking about the car I'm still driving. Ah. I sense a little bit of uh, frustration, might I say. Yes and no. Uh, we're getting closer. I can tell you that. They had me go into a dealership and uh, sit in a car as like really explain what's going on with the sound system so they could really hear it and know what to listen for and how to replicate that noise. Funny how they're asking me that three weeks later because yeah. I've been in, had my car in the shop for three weeks now and counting likely going to be a month here pretty soon from what it seems like yeah welcome to the wide world of uh, service <laughs> and a bunch um, of technology and cars yeah exactly let's uh, let's just fill people in in case there's somebody who's a first time listener uh, on the show nathan has had a problem with the uh the, the sound system in his vehicle now for uh, i guess it's what about uh, three months isn't it two months actually uh did have a gap where i brought the car back and we thought it was fixed and i started hearing it in again but anyway the lowdown is the front left speaker started making like a grinding or buzzing noise at certain frequencies so i brought it in they replaced the front left speaker i thought it was sounding pretty good then i started hearing the noise again brought it back they said it was the amplifier they replaced the amplifier and now for some reason the noise has moved from the front left speaker to the front right speaker so that's where we are right now, and I think they're trying to get another speaker warrantied to replace the front right speaker, and hopefully that'll get everything back in ship shape. So we have uh, we have a traveling speaker noise. Right. Yeah, that's that's never a good thing. When, it, when, when something is in one place and then it winds up in another, um, just it's, it's it's just not a lot of fun because it, then you start to get into well the speaker is it the is it this is it that you know it's a million things and especially with electronics or the way the cars are built now you know you could have a relay inside of some computer or a chip or something like that that's malfunctioning and you know it just doesn't one you know on its one seventy eight thousandth of a uh, of a of a 
a movement and it only do you know it just gets to be very uh very annoying and for the average person they might not even bother it but nathan you are a uh, you're an audiophile man you're a guy that uh that wants to hear the tunes rock right of course i work in radio and i also work in sound so i rely on things sounding good out of the speakers and if i don't it actually affects my work sometimes because part of mixing sound is taking the mix into a car and listening to it in your car because that's where you're most likely going to be listening to music on a daily basis so you want it to especially sound good there right 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 and and you know it's funny because even back you know in the old in, in, in the old days uh but how we used to, uh, you know, if we make a, a record or something like that, or, a, you know, do a song, put a song together, the first place we took it on the cassette was into the car to listen to it because the, we always thought that, whether well, this is true or not, I'll never know, that the acoustics in the car and the, the uh, speaker size and everything lent itself to uh, a better, and, and I don't know if you want to call it more truer sound of what we were trying to do, but the fact that, yeah, most people were going to be listening to this through uh, those speakers, you know, we wanted to hear what they would be hearing. Exactly. And then you get all the full surround sound that's uh, especially tuned for the car and acoustically engineered rather than maybe some sort of home setup you might have will always be different. I mean, you're trying to listen to as many speakers as you can, but the car especially, they don't call it a car test for no reason when you're right. mixing music. So what, what, have they, uh, what have they told you now that they're, they're trying to get it warranted or, or what is the, uh, what's so far the upshot of this deal? When I went into the dealership the other day, they just told me that they're going to try to get that speaker warranted, that front right speaker now. So in the end, I'm going to be having a new front left speaker, a new amplifier, and a new front right speaker. So hopefully that's what it takes to get the problem solved and get my car out of the shop again. Yeah, because I could imagine no matter what kind of car they give you, not having your car is pretty uh, pretty much a drag. Um, you, you're a sound engineer. You probably know much more about this than I do, but you know they always tell you to um, change both at least two radial tires of the same at the ta- same time or two tires, two snow tires, whatever. Mm-hmm. What about speakers, Nathan? Do you have to have a matched set or does it affect the sound quality if you're using, you know, the same brand and same model and everything, but yet two different uh, date of manufacture speakers? It kind of depends, but everything that I have the Bose premium sound system in my Mazda, so you want to try to keep everything as true to how it's been engineered as possible because with the Mazda, what they do is like the Bose center point, which sort of virtually creates like a music atmosphere, gives you more depth. And you want all the speakers to be acoustically designed to allow the amplifier to provide that for you. So you'd want to keep it as close to it as possible. If you yeah. can. Yeah. Because each well, different well, speaker brand will have different EQs or sound qualities to it that you'll be able to hear and can actually change how you listen to the the music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck with that, man. Uh, as I said, uh, it really um, sucks to uh, not have your car. And I know you enjoy driving the other cars, but... Uh, after a while, you know, you want, you want your car, you know, no matter, exactly. no matter what you want your car back, you know. And the CX-5 Turbo they gave me is nice. Great car in the meantime, very modern, but the gas mileage, I'm paying more at the pump than I would like to. We'll say that. Well, that's, that's outrageous. That's, we should, we should call their uh, department of whatever it is there and tell them, hey, I'm a, a young man. I'm struggling in life here. You're killing me with these gas prices. But by the way, as uh, I don't know if you heard the uh, the town hall that was President Biden the other night, don't expect any relief on those anytime soon as, uh, you know, that's. Uh... But in the meantime, you don't have to worry about uh getting your oil dirty or wearing down your tires or brakes. So it kind of trades itself off. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, uh, as I say, it, it's, um, 
it's all about your, you know, you're a guy like me that takes pride in this car and you buy a car because not just because it's a utility or something to get you from point A to point B, but because it reflects a bit of your personality. And when you drive a car uh, with that mindset, you know, a lot of times it uh, not having your car makes you feel a little, I don't want to say naked, but it, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know, it makes you feel out of sorts. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you want to ask me a question, Nathan? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Nathan, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Seemed like it, didn't it? Uh, yeah, well, but you, you know, listen, you, you have, you have car problems this week. Well, my friend Nathan has car problems. I try to, you know, if I can't step in and help the situation by moving people along, at least I can try to make you feel better. Um, because that's what uh, this world needs is people who make it their lives work to make other people feel better. You know, I mean, we need more of that in this world. So um, I hope I, help, I I hope by you uh, talking about it a little bit that you feel a little bit better now, Nathan. Oh, of course. And then we also chatted off the air about uh, car batteries and where to go instead of paying an arm and a leg at the dealership. Uh, great places to go. And I'll be following through on that. So very happy. Yeah, I, yeah, I sent you to Costco um, and I, I just uh, find dealing with them. Uh, you know, for anything that I've ever bought from them, tires or batteries, which is what you usually buy from Costco, uh, is a pleasurable, uh, almost Nordstrom-esque experience. And in that, I, I say that because I had a, um, a, a, bought a set of tires from them years ago. And, you know, long ago, uh, had the uh, road hazard guarantee on tires has, has virtually disappeared. You know, it used to be you get a nail in a tire, you take it to the to the, the tire shop. And if it was unrepairable, you, they measured your tread and they gave you a new tire uh, minus uh, whatever the money was for the, that you used on the tire. Well, obviously that's, for, except for very few brands, doesn't happen anymore. But at Costco, um, I took the tire back and the guy looked at it and said, yeah, well, it shouldn't have done this. I, I tell you what, we'll replace not just one of your tires, but both the tires at no charge. Uh, so they really cover the people that buy from them. And to this day, that impressed me about Costco. I have a Costco battery in my Celica right now uh, that, um, you know, that uh, is, is a great battery. Uh, even in my Corvette, I had, uh, I used a Costco battery, which, you know, I was very hesitant to do that but uh yeah they're good at tires and batteries and the service uh you know again the service is really good so it's worth it uh i think to uh, to go to not that there are on other places that give you service as well but you know the price the service and everything else is uh is right on All right, i will say I really quick before you move on to that i just do want to say real quick if you do get a battery from costco they do not do the installation of it, but it should be a pretty simple do-it-yourself type job. Yeah, yeah, for most people. And that's, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because that really is something uh, to weigh into the uh, equation. Uh, you know, they do not put the battery in the car. So if you're somebody who has a problem lifting things or yet you, you know, you need it to, a million different things that, that might go wrong. You think you might drop it. Then you're better off going to a, uh, you know, an auto zone or something like that. Um, or your local repair shop. Uh, but almost anything is better than going to a dealer and paying $200 for a battery. You know, I mean, I mean really it, it, uh, it's, it's kind of nuts sometimes what they uh what they charge but yeah yeah it's a great point Nathan I'm glad you brought that up because it uh you know you get somebody 75 years old they go there and say well put the bell sorry we don't do that you know we don't do that although I'm pretty sure they'll inform you that uh, when you get there but uh, the less surprise in life the better all right um our car our road test uh what am I what am I doing here we uh yo Vinny what are you driving this week thank you you know, I'm struggling a little bit this morning, uh, Nathan. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, my mind is, 
I think one of these uh, medicines they gave me for the post-op medicines here is affecting my mind. I think uh, so. You'll have people will have to bear with me this morning because uh, I'm just a little uh, I'm a little uh, stunned this morning, as uh, they say in uh, the beautiful um, <laughs> the beautiful little Italy section of New York. Vinny's a little stunned this morning. Uh, help him out. All right, this week I am driving uh, the Hyundai. Santa Fe. Uh, it's a five-passenger SUV. It is a very stylish, uh, very good-looking, roomy crossover SUV. Uh, whatever you want to, however you want to uh, to uh, characterize it. Uh, it is um, the the biggest thing. That, well, two things impressed me about this car. N- number one was, uh, you know, Hyundai again steps out from uh, the box and creates a car that doesn't look like everything else. And one of the things I love in cars are cars that don't look like everybody else's car. They always look a little bit different. And the Santa Fe with its uh, huge uh, front grill work and headlight treatment really fits that bill. Uh, it's got the wide Hyundai grille, lights mounted up above the grille, and it just doesn't look like uh, like much of anything else out there. And the design is uh, really well done. So uh, uh, congratulations to Hyundai again on giving you a vehicle that, that doesn't look like everything else out on the road. Um the other thing about uh, this car that impresses me, and it comes in uh, plug-in hybrid, it comes in a hybrid. I'm driving the calligraphy edition, which is the um, t- top of the line uh, edition. It is um, quick. You know, sometimes you get any, in, into these uh, SUVs and they take a little bit, but Hyundai has uh, geared this thing down with the turbo engine and everything so that it it jumps and it responds and it's torquey and it moves a little bit. Uh, it doesn't give you the same feeling as a Mazda when you're, uh, you know, which is maybe the, the best feeling SUV on the road, but you can adjust the drive modes and do some of the technical stuff in here to really... Uh, give you a premium driving experience, a better drive. I don't want to say sports car. I don't want to say it, you're going to get in this thing that's going to feel like a Porsche or anything like that, but, but it's a premium driving experience. It's a better driving experience than uh, you would get if you're driving um, a standard uh, SUV. It has a little more oomph to it, a little more uh, uh, feel of the road to it than most of the SUVs decide in a size category that you'll drive. So the Hyundai Santa Fe, I can't wait to give you the uh, complete lowdown on it in a future edition of uh, our drive time radio program. But uh, suffice it to say that this uh, 2022 calligraphy edition uh, that the starting MSRP, this was the other thing that kind of shocked me the starting number on this car is 27,000. I'm driving a $43,000 version of this vehicle. So uh, when you get up there and build them, it's not hard uh, at all to get them, um, you know, to uh, start checking boxes. Uh, But it also comes with a heck of a lot of really good standard safety equipment uh, that you know, that you look at and say, wow, I, I really want to have that on my, you know, not just the safety equipment, but uh, the things like the ambient lighting and so on and so forth that you don't always think about, but yet you want it in, in your car because, uh, I don't know, I think it's nice to, on those days when the Cougars are playing like today, you just put on that little crimson light and drive along in the darkness at night, thinking of things that could have been when you were in college. All right, so the Hyundai Santa Fe will have more on that uh, in a future Drive Time Radio Road Test. Time now for our cartoon. Our Saturday morning cartoon is our little musical ditty that is brought to you every week 
because cars and music go together so well. This week, we turn to Brian Wilson and the gang, uh, collectively known as the Beach Boys. Uh, and this one goes out to um, the people and uh, who showed up this morning uh, for Shoreline Cars and Coffee. Uh, in Shoreline, where uh, they are, I'm sure, having a good time. I'm going to head down there after we uh, get this show done. And uh, all of the cars and coffee people who get up uh, and out on a Saturday morning and go talk to their friends, make new friends, uh, offer advice and tips on how to build your car, how to maintain your car, and all of the cars and coffees uh, that are around uh, not only the Puget Sound and the Northwest, but all over the country and all over the world. It's a great, great uh, event that brings people together. And oh, my Lord, do we need to bring people together these days. The Beach Boys with Our Car Club. Oh, what a time of innocence. We start a car club. Much good car. You know, it's funny that um, I, uh, you know, I, I haven't belonged to a lot of car clubs because I'm just not a big fan of the politics and stuff that goes on in a lot of these car clubs. But, uh, but I, that's why I love the cars and coffee concept so much because <clears throat> you really don't, uh, I, I don't think you get involved in politics as much with these things. There's no, uh, you, you know, you're not electing anybody. Nobody's the head of anything. You got a guy that organizes it or a woman that organizes it. Everybody comes, they park. They talk about their costs and they leave. You don't really, you know, maybe they pass a kitty around for um, some kind of expense if they rent the spot or something like that. But the reality is you don't have a lot of the stuff that goes on. It's a, it's a free and easy come as you go. Uh, uh, come and go, I should say. Come as you are situation. And I, I think that's, uh, for me, I always enjoy that. I like that, uh, the, the free wheel and like the Then came Bronson lifestyle that's always to me a, a beautiful thing all right quick break here we come back and wrap it up with our drive time radio road test of the week the toyota venza is in the spotlight and we will uh, let you know what we thought about that vehicle joey liked it as you hear him bark in the background right here on drive time ladies and gentlemen james dean hi jimmy hi again we asked Jimmy over today because he's a racing man himself. A real one, not a crazy one. Incidentally, I think I should explain that Jimmy just stepped over from the set of Giant. And need I add, he plays a Texan. Speaking of racing, have you ever been in a drag race? Are you kidding me? I just thought I'd ask. No, Jim races in the tradition, you might say. Real racing cars, real tracks. How fast will your car go? Oh, an honest miles an hour. Clocked at runabout. 106, 7. You've won a few races, haven't you? Oh, one or two. Where? Well, I showed pretty good at Palm Springs. I ran a Bakersfield. Jimmy, we probably have a great many young people watching our show tonight, and for their benefit, I'd like your opinion about fast driving on the highway. Do you think it's a good idea? A good point. I, uh, I used to fly around quite a bit. You know, I took a lot of unnecessary chances on the highways. And I started racing, and, uh, and now I drive on the highways, and I'm uh, extra cautious, because you know, no one knows what they're doing half the time. You don't know what this guy's going to do with that one. On a track, there are a lot of men who spend a lot of time developing rules and uh, ways of safety. And... Uh, I find myself being very cautious on the highway. I don't have the urge to to speed on the highway. People say racing is dangerous, but I'll take my chances on the track any day than on a highway. Well, Gig, I think I'd better take off. Oh, wait a minute, Jimmy. Um, one more question. Do you have any special advice for the young people who drive? Take it easy driving. The life you might save might be mine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. Back with you on Drive Time Radio, Saturday morning. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride. 
uh, as uh, we do every Saturday morning from eight to nine. Nathan, our uh, erstwhile producer, is pushing the buttons and making uh, the show work back at the studio and uh, in Bellevue. And I am out here in beautiful Edmonds, Washington, at the uh, studios of Esperanza Media. So be uh, between the two of us, we're filling the airwaves up here with uh, some car talk. This fine Saturday morning. And uh, as I said before, uh, we'll, uh, we'll be heading out. Uh, also, um, you know, we, we had planned, uh, Nathan, I want to cover this with you too, is we had planned uh, to be on YouTube for the first time this morning. And uh, I ran into a couple of bugs with the beta testing of it yesterday. So uh, we will um, hopefully be on and get things done uh, in time for next uh, Saturday's show. And uh, uh, next Saturday will be Halloween. So we'll have to figure out uh, what kind of car you would dress up for as for Halloween. All right, time now for the the Drive Time Radio Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Nothing ugly uh, about the Toyota Venza. The 2021 Venza is back. You know, for about five years, Toyota um, lost the Venza. It, it wasn't that you couldn't, it, it just was gone. Just one day, uh, the Venza, which I love the name. It's like, hey, I'm a, my name is a Venza. I'm a driving a Venza. Anyway, the Venza uh, was gone from the lineup. But to me, the Venza had always been uh, a very solid, station wagon type car if you wanted um a a crossover if you wanted an suv that was so much more about um loading the kids up loading stuff up uh into a car and going from point a to point b and uh you know weren't infatuated with the commercials of uh, the tv spots of people uh, uh, frolicking through the woods in their uh square looking um you know, uh, Jeep imitators, the Venza was the car for you. It, uh, it it really is, in essence, to me, always has been, and still, I think, remains, um, a, a Camry station wagon. It's big, it's comfortable, it's reliable, it's spacious, it's stylish. It really clicks all of the levers when it comes to the kind of car that you want as your... Um, family car it may be the best family car it doesn't uh, it won't tackle the side of a mountain as good as the rav4 um and it's not gonna it's not a, a lexus or it doesn't have the luxury but i'm gonna tell you it, it comes pretty close when it comes to uh comparing it to a lexus uh it's not the doesn't have the most cargo space you got about 55 cubic feet of cargo space with the uh, rear seats folded down, but it it gives you um, it gives you uh, the ability with the you know the 60/40 back seat. You kind of configure it a couple of different ways, and you still get even with the rear seats up uh, 28 plus cubic feet of space, uh, which will handle luggage and toilet paper. Uh, you know the big. Costco rolls of toilet paper, paper towels. Um, it's a very, very, it's, it, it, it approaches Lexus in quality of the interior. It's, um, you know, it, it just, you know, there aren't many cars with crappy interiors in them anymore, uh, but the Venza makes you feel like you paid more than you did for the car. And that's the objective. Now, the Intune system that Toyota uses in the Venza is a good system, a solid system. And we just received word last week. I attended a seminar with the uh, NX, the Lexus uh, NX, and the Lexus system with that touchpad that was just uh, is going away. It looks like it's going to be. Uh, they've re-engineered. They've heard the cries of people who can't find their radio station when they're driving with this thing and have, um, you you know, uh, I think some people probably have not bought a Lexus because of that. Well, that's, it looks like that's going to change. 
but a lot of people would look at the Venza and say that Intune Toyota system is a much easier system to manage. Um, the one I drove, the, uh, the Venza I drove had the 12.3 inch touchscreen, had nav, it had a JBL audio system uh, with nine speakers that sounded spectacular and uh, a bunch of other stuff. You also, you know, all of the other uh, controls that come through. The only thing it had that I didn't like is uh, Toyota, like other automakers, have gone over to these touch switches. And I'm just a fan of a radio knob. You know, I want a knob for volume and I want a knob to change my stations. I don't want to have to try to figure it out. It's, you know, the, the problem of the car reviewer, when you get into all these different cars, you, you know, you, you, you look for certain benchmarks and, and a radio dial is one of them. And this car didn't have one. Uh, decent gas mileage, the hybrid uh, that I drove, 40 miles per gallon in the city, 37 according to the EPA. It also uh, drove uh, on electric solo. So, um, I, you know, again, the, the bottom line with this thing, uh, the uh, safety rating on it, five out of five stars. Uh, the IIHS, which is the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, gave it the highest uh, rating of good in all of its uh, uh, categories. So that's a, that's a, a really uh, good thing. It's loaded with safety features that uh, are ones that you you know you want including the head-up display which i really like uh the surround view parking camera system and the the parking sensors in front and rear so as i said i drove the uh, limited 219 horsepower hybrid powertrain had plenty of power plenty of bang uh got you anywhere you wanted to go and also as i said uh went used its uh its electric power solo so this is a this is a well-constructed well-built nicely appointed on the interior where it counts um crossover suv with i mean it's really like a station wings it's probably as close as you can come to buying a big time station wagon uh, maybe the cargo space isn't as great as others, uh, but if you can get past that, if you're not loaded up all the time, you're uh, you know you're, you you got a, a, a great car uh, with the Toyota Venza that will last you a long time, be reliable, and comes in at uh, around forty-five thousand dollars. That is drive time for this week. Thank you so much for listening to our radio show. We'll catch up with you next. Saturday morning at 8 at the Lord's Will in the Creek. Don't rise. Thank you to everybody who helps put this show on, and especially to you for listening. Have a good week.